Happy fucking Tuesday. It's yes. Magic Mike Night. It is Magic Mike Night. Except we didn't do the magic. We didn't? Well, we didn't play magic. Oh, yeah, that's after. Spooky episode. Fucking Tuesday. Where we start off with Varna Necropolis. I was supposed to look into that, I didn't. Never heard of it. Um, I want to say it's the Mongolian Necropolis. The ones that the National Ge... Oh, fuck, that's why. I know, yeah. The National Geographic thing. They're... I know one of the... Shouldn't say no. I had lunch with one of the scientists on the National Ge- Geographic team to forensically. There, she wasn't a tomb raider. She made this very clear. She did not raid tombs. She was an interesting lady. Anyway, so she had been to Necropolis. I don't. I don't know. I think so. There is a National Geographic team that are going through a shit ton of Mongolian and Northern Chinese necropolis necropoli. I don't know what the clear what that is. It bothers me. Anyway. So, like, Indiana Jones-style fucking tomb robbers go in and pull these bodies out of their ceremonial resting and bring them into a tent on the steps. And she fucks with them. X-rays, DNA testing. I don't, I don't know what all they do. They keep finding really crazy shit in that one, apparently. It's a spooky episode, so Necropolis sounded like a fun thing for it. But like I said, I didn't actually research any of it, so National Geographic Explorer. Bada bing, bada boom. I'll tell you what's spooky is Walmart is a maze dungeon. It is. Walmart's just a dungeon, period. Mm, Everything's a maze if you look at it, right? There's a correct combination of sequences to get you out of it. And then you go on to the next maze. Everything's a maze. But Walmart is also a dungeon. Every time I go in there, I navigate as efficiently as possible. And it always makes me laugh when I'm standing in the middle of the brawls because it's the quickest way to get to the goddamn phone cards. Hmm. It's like meth zombies. This treasure, you just have to pay for it. Or find a way to get out without anybody attacking you. Or fight things. You can navigate that maze any way you want. Walmart's a terrible place. Chaotic, neutral, and real life shit. Yeah. Assessing all the threats. Is it a mimic? They actually have free candy? I think I'm just going to go to Aldi's for now. Hmm. You know the $1.25 store sells groceries? Super convenient. It's not very good, but it's super convenient. And it's cheap. Yeah. There's there's basically any store you can, you can go into anymore. Has them. And that's... Part of everyone playing the role of a convenience store or a full service store. So you mean Walmart is a maze dungeon? In the video game of life, it's filled with NPCs. And there's treasure they have to buy. Yeah, you have to have the right kind of credits to purchase things in this video game. Lots of interesting creatures in there. Dude, that sucks. We don't have blacksmiths. Or we don't have pretty much anything because of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like Walmart is all of the things now. You don't need a village, you need a Walmart. Maybe a family dog. Yeah, but at least the Walmart here is shit. They all are. 
the yeah. concept of Walmart is broken. It is your eye care. It is your hairstylist. It is your mechanic for miscellaneous car things. Like it, it literally has become the be all and all stop. And they modify the model of the maze per the populace. What does the populace need or what will they utilize more? And there's a strategic advantage to what they actually put in the Walmarts to what, again, they can guide the populace to. And how do we get them from point A to point B and lead them past the use, useless shit that we want them to buy? Put the milk all the way in the back. You can't impulsively buy shit if you don't walk by it. Mm-hmm. You have to walk by everything. It's a really fucked up system. Toxic capitalism. Did I mention fuck Walmart? Like in general? I think it was implied. And specifically. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to imply. I want them to know. The last time I was in there and I decided that I'm not doing any grocery shopping here anymore. I'm going to Aldi's. Is they had... Their produce is trash. 100%. So often you go in there and just crates of rotting fruits and vegetables. One time I picked up a bag of potatoes and it was rotting to the point it was turning to liquid. Nobody cares. got on my hands and shit. I was pissed. Walmart employees are like, they all hate Walmart so much they just, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Fuck them. I've seen bags of potatoes do that. It takes months. And there's no way you don't notice. For real. Yeah, you smell it. All the onions were... Squishy, the they had a bin of dragon fruit. I don't know why they put dragon fruit here. Who's gonna eat dragon fruit? They're it expecting was all literally rotting. They're expecting more yuppies. Do you guys there are? Do you guys remember when Kmart died? Mm-hmm. It just kept going downhill and going downhill, and eventually it was just like a ghost town. Nobody went in there, and then it died. The people that were in there were going to Little Caesars. Walmart is going the way of the dodo. It's being killed by Amazon. Just like it killed Kmart. Soon you will have to shop online or in one of their convenient physical locations. In one of the Amazon stores. They have those now. Dystopian nightmare what? The convenience of online shopping and then in a order maybe. What the fuck? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I mean, how fucking stupid did Walmart sound in 1991? Kmart in 1980. Super Sears in 1950. Sears, holy shit. From Sears and Roebuck. Like, that's gone back a minute. You, you realize that when Sears was a, quote, catalog, they were full, like, everything from homes mm-hmm. to firearms. It was the beginning of the war on small business. I mean, that was practically online shopping in its earliest form as catalog shopping. Yeah. No shit. They had literally everything. I mean, the term catalogs. Well, I don't catalogs. Catalog. Yeah. To put an order. To display an order. Fuck Walmart. What is your lowest self? Oh, that's a fun one for the spooky episode. Everybody's always talking about higher self and shit. The an opposite to everything. Mm-hmm. If you have a highest self, you have a lowest self. I think we've done highest self enough that probably don't need to rant about that anymore. But basically, if you did everything right every time, who and what would you be? Now imagine on the infinite scale that you've already done everything. 
So who would you have been if you had done everything right every time? So what about if you did it wrong? Your lowest self, the nightmare, shadow version of you. Probably would not live as long as the higher self. Maybe. I mean, by definition, it would have to. The very highest would be the opposite of the very lowest. Mm -hmm. My lowest so, self would have been dead. No, like those possibilities where you choose the wrong one, the wrong way out, which is to not go out. You can't die, though. The lowest self has to complete all of the wrong decisions. Dying would end that process early, making the, the other version that made the slightly less bad choice to survive to make more bad choices. So this implies that the highest self and lowest self die at the same time. They're infinite, and neither dies. But, well, yeah, maybe. You're talking on a finite level, yes, but no. It's infinity, man. It doesn't make any sense. I don't fucking know. I, I thought it was a neat concept. Super under-discussed. But when you start feeling sorry for yourself, you can at least be like, well, at least I'm somewhere in the middle of me. Might not be the best, but at least I'm not the worst. Because it could always be worse. That's why the lowest self is infinite. But it battles the ideology of it could always be better. Oh, yeah. Therefore... Everything is kind of mediocrity. The Red Bull is half empty or the Red Bull is half full? Basically, it's nearly impossible to build one or the other. So Unless that's the... you have the rationalization of choice from the get-go. At some point... You, you do, though. You always make your own decisions. Like, that's the whole immortal man thing. Like, we are each our own god. You can be coerced. You can have your decision skewed in a way that the bad option seems like the good option. But ultimately, you choose it. But to be able to go polar opposite one way or the other, you have to have the innate knowledge of the entirety of the understanding of every situation you make a decision. That's the challenge of the video game. You start from where you are. Every time. Every time you push the button, you risk losing that high score. That's taking into account that any precursor, so therefore you can't take into account any previous part of your life. Yeah. Woo-wee. All over. Mortal sin. This is the, the original sin. The one you're born with. The one that you have to be absolved of in your baptism. That's, that's when you decide, this is when I shed this shit, and I start this part. So that's the striving for the highest self. We know it is literally unachievable. Okay. That by definition, you will never get there. You started too late in the game, as I think you're trying to say. Yeah. But that's you can either strive for your highest self or fall to your lowest. And that's the fun of duality. How far do you get in this video game? I don't fucking know. Does it end? I hope so, because I want to find it. I'm going to fucking find it. I would call it building either, either direction. Mm-hmm. Because Dude. you have to put in effort. You have to weigh options and at least think about the opposite side of it. <clears throat> you can't just instantaneously provide a decision that's always going to be the wrong one to build that lowest self. You have to consciously put in the effort to weigh every option to go to the lowest point or the highest point. So let's say you stopped caring. You didn't intentionally go bad, but you just stopped caring if you did. You always picked the easier choice, whether it was good or bad. 
like how quickly do you think you would end up in that very close to lowest self at least for possible point there would be some fucking monsters on the shadow side of me okay spooky episode <laughs> doesn't this fall into the fool's dilemma though sort of yeah I could see that you I mean why strive to be the highest self when it's all just gonna end someday why not I'm here. Yeah, I'm playing the video game. I think that's one of those ones that comes to a personal kind of aspect to it, yeah. as is especially with a precursor side of it. If you were naturally or through experience predisposed to making the more positive sides, the more positive choices, you're don't care. You just make the choices. I think they would be predisposed and the die would roll more towards the numbers positive end versus the opposite's true <clears throat> with again if you're predisposed from exposure or experience of the negative side or you just have that pent up fucking demon in the cage rage that's gonna lead you down that path what if it's fear I think it's almost always fear that leads us to our lowest self like mm -hmm. how often do you jump and die obviously mm -hmm. never Everybody is terrified of the unknown, though. What happens when we die? Am I wasting my life? Should I spend it praying? What should I do? That's the fool's dilemma. The fool's dilemma. And in my opinion, those that are foolish continue to live. I don't mean that slowly dying shit or avoiding killing yourself because you don't want to go to hell. Fuck it. Live. Why not? You don't like your shit? Change it. Ask for help, maybe. You'd be amazed what you get when you ask hard for people to do. He goes, I shouldn't need help. That's kind of a seek yeah. guidance. And, you know, some people will again go to seek guidance and their mind subliminally takes them to the negative guidance that they want, maybe not the positive guidance they need. Most people require ego death before they'll ever seek help. You have to get fired from the job, lose the marriage, the car explodes, Whatever. You have to have that knee-jerk, oh-fuck reaction. Like, I can't do this anymore. Some people die during ego death. Like, they literally die with the ego. Does that make it self? If that's who they were when they died? There are a lot of people that base themselves on their own egos. They're definitely intertwined. The greater your ego, the lesser yourself. Twin telepathy. So you mean like, uh... Twin siblings? Yeah. And they have that link? I assume so. Is it a link or is it true telepathy? I think it's a link. So, my mind reading thing, I think this is like inherent in identical twins. But I don't know if it's exclusive. I would assume so, because like, a subtle eye movement or something, they are so similar, especially in younger age, that they know what they would do. And it's, it's easier to read you if you're thinking the exact same thing that I am all the time. Which, someone who was the same age as you, growing up in the same environment as you, spending all your time together. Well, even having a, a sibling close in age, a lot of times you start, that you become, in other people's minds, one entity. My mom's a twin. You should get her on the fucking show. Might be a good time. I had lots of questions for her. It might. Why not? I would enjoy it. 
Probably. Yeah. I don't think she'd hit me. She might hit me. I think she'd hit me. Unless you gave her a reason to. I mean, I wouldn't think so, but I can't. She kicked Cancer's ass. She can kick your ass. I, I mean, I would have to let her. <laughs> <laughs> Pull her off me, please. <laughs> I'm going into a ball. I might shit myself. Make her feel bad. She won't touch her. I don't think we ever actually really said anything about twin telepathy. If the link exists, how does it work? Can they do it outside of the same room? I think so. Probably very case by case basis. I'm sure most identical twins close at some level of it. Yeah. I mean, you have some that, well, you hear of some twins that grew up in separate homes, like the parents separated and were separated with them. Mm-hmm. And they still have that link. Parent trap. But not. I would like to talk to some. I wonder if anybody does research on this shit. This seems like magic research to me. Honestly, you probably have more fun talking to my mom's sister. That, that's fine, too. I'm pretty much down to talk to anybody interesting. Zero fucks. Bring me a priest. It'd be fun to have both of them on, honestly. Dude, let me tell you what. The things that twins are capable of when they are in sync mm-hmm. is amazing. Now, twins out of sync, I've experienced much more. Much more. But those ones that are not identical, it can be fraternal. It, it doesn't matter. Twins are twins. You share the uterus and develop together. And spend, even if you're not identical, still a lot of time together. Yeah. There's an innate connection that is developed. Whether it be true telepathy or not, who's to say? Or whether it's a... They are kind of like ants feeding off of scents and pheromones and that whatever exchange that most of us very, very base level process. I mean, pheromones are pheromones. As a male, we react to a female on a pheromone level. It's proven. But telepathy... A true mind communication. There have been cases where twins have said they felt the pain of their twin when they were experiencing it, even through miles. Or even their fear when they were in some kind of a situation. Right. An unease. Yeah. Like literally anything, you know, communicated telepathically, even if it's a base, like feeling or. Again, fear is a very strong base level emotion and experience. You can smell fear sweat. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't at least. I don't know if that's just the predator shit I do. But like as soon as I notice, which generally I feel bad for like, well, fuck, I wasn't even trying to be intimidating. But yeah, that one, that's so obvious in all of the senses. You can usually hear it, smell it, see it, sometimes feel it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I know, like, Fort Myers was fucking crushed. Um, Naples got hit pretty hard, flooded and shit. They're experiencing some crazy flooding that they were not expecting. I mean, it's not very far above sea level. My sister lives just outside of Tampa, Sarasota area. Right there on the coast. It was like 100 miles away. They really didn't experience too awful much. It was a little bit of 
Uranus, winds, things like that. But most of the destruction was again about a hundred miles away. Some people some people see a hundred miles as a lot. Others not so much. It's literally dependent upon your topography. Tornado hundred miles is everything. Like that's a story in a newspaper you read a couple days later. Hurricanes though. A big one. They're hundreds of miles wide. It's a big storm. We are making more flat and open fields for growing food. Which is stupid. Tiered systems would work so much better. They're expensive, but fuck, can you imagine how much you could do? Just a few of them? Like real ones? With all this open, wide open space, imagine how much worse these hurricanes and tornadoes are going to be. They're not only taking out crops, they're taking out the equipment used to grow crops. One of the reasons why we're having food shortages. One of, one of many. One of many. Ineptitude. Can I not get started on a political soapbox, please? You want to? Go for it. It's in several instances. I'm not saying every, because I'm not saying that blights and shortages and deaths are not a real thing. There are, you know. Cattle ranches for the bovine, as well as miscellaneous swine for hog and, and what have you, farms that are experiencing different natural phenomena that are wiping out animals. Droughts and high heat values and all these miscellaneous. I'm not saying they're not a real thing, but there are also other farms where the federal government is stepping in and saying, you are going to be able to sell X percentage of your herd. And a lot of it has to do with specific tax brackets and certain things. Like if you sell above a certain percentage of your head of cattle, you will be bumped to an additional tax bracket. You are going to receive less profits for more cattle sold. At least shrugged. There are also uh, restrictions on shipping that have created massive shortages. These huge poultry farms, whether it be chicken, turkey, what have you, where normally they can ship out thousands of birds at a time. We don't have the trucks available. You can only send out a few hundred birds as opposed to a few thousand birds at a time. We've been specifically breeding these birds to have a certain lifespan to be able to healthily grow to a certain size to a certain point so that again the regularity of the shipping we can have full grown birds to ship out a certain time it's not a thing anymore the trucks are slower they're fewer you can ship a certain percentage and so you see these waste numbers these cattle that you thought we're going to ship out with a certain time? No. Now you have to retain space on your farm to support the new herd plus the existing old herd that didn't move. Things are becoming harder all the way through because of some, again, being unplanned, shall we say, of shipping difficulties. Infrastructure collapse. Entire infrastructure, which again, conspiracy theory will say orchestrated. Ayn Rand wrote it. 
and in her story is strangely coming true. It wasn't really... It was greed, definitely, but it was also complete ineptitude. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. They just kept saying, well, we can do it better. We'll form a committee. Don't tell a farmer how to grow fucking food. I promise your fucking bureaucratic ass cannot do it better. If you could, that's what you would do with your life. Yeah, but those are the people making all the decisions. Exactly. And they're forming committees. I mean, we're living in a time where the insurance companies tell you what medical procedure you can have. Mm Mm-hmm. God, the insurance companies alone. Yeah, I went straight for the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So, first book you ever read. Do you guys remember? No. Okay, I read, or it was read to me. You read. I remember reading, I think it was The Cat in the Hat, but it was definitely Seuss. With my Aunt Roxy, at like five years old, before I really learned to read. Because I remember it was really fucking complicated. And by second grade, I'm not saying I was good at it, but I was reading way more advanced. That's what I was thinking, though. It's, it was either uh, it was either Dr. Seuss or the, what, the Bernstein Bears. I'm pretty sure some of the first books that I read were Bernstein Bears. I was a big fan. If How was it spelled? I know it's one of those... Weird the, things that uh, people could have sworn Mandela effect. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I actually think I remember a book called like Little Star or something like that. It was basically, a, shall we say, a children's book based off of the nursery rhyme Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It was that nursery rhyme just in a kind of book form. So, uh, first real book you read, something you enjoyed. First book you couldn't put down. We'll go with that. We had a collection of books. They were obviously cut down from the full novels. And they had like a picture on every other page and shit like that. But there was a lot of the classics like Moby Dick, Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. Family Robinson. Um, Swiss Family Robinson was so, so good. So good. That was one of my favorites. They're all super Christian bent. All the yeah. fantasy of the time. At that, the time, that's... Christianity was a big part of society. I mean, Moby Dick has a whole fucking sermon in it. Mm-hmm. So does... Uh, dude, I love Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss Family was very... It yeah. explains heaven. That whole... Oh, shit, what was the, the other one with the shipwreck dude? Um, Robinson Crusoe? Yeah, Robinson Crusoe. That was another one. I don't know that I've read that one. It's good. I've seen the movie, I think. Yeah. Like the old one. I've movie. read a lot of books, man. I don't remember which ones exactly. One of the first novels, untouched novels I read was probably um, Paradise War by Stephen Plodhead, which was part of a trilogy, the Song of Albion trilogy. So really good. I still like them. Anybody else read the Goosebumps? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure was really good for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a good time with those. Goosebumps series 2000. Uh, millennial series. Monster Blood. Animorphs. I never got into the Animorphs. There were like fucking 15 of them. I was waiting on it to make sense. It you never, never did, did, man. You did it a TV show, a series. Mm-hmm. And that shit is nightmare fuel. When they're like changing <laughs> animals and shit, it looks so bad. Uh, it didn't make any more sense in the up. books. I never watched it. 
So bad. We're at the Hobbit. I'm sure I told that story nine times. Yeah, the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. My mom had a book from her high school, maybe. It was like a box set that had the Hobbit and all three of the Lord of the Rings books in it. I have it now. It's old, but I enjoyed reading those. I enjoy fantasy. I mean, I think that's what changed reading for me. I picked up a fantasy book and fell in love. And then I learned how to learn by trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about. Don't understand a word? Look that shit up. The more you look up, the less you have to look up. Eventually you'll know them all. A lot of people struggle getting through those books. Mm-hmm. Everybody struggles English. getting through that shit. But eventually you learn how to do it. It's really hard to get past the whole was it Tom Bombadillo or whatever. Tom Bombadil? Yeah. Cool character. Dude, I love that character. But a fucking weird introduction. He's a god, dude. Yeah. Actually, How else do you... One of the earliest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not one of the first. So Sauron was third choir. Bombadil was fourth? Maybe third. They were very similar in power rating in that universe. Similarly, really explains it all. It's super complicated. Like the Bible. And is it, it starts it's out just like, like the reading the Bible. It is. <laughs> Genesis. Have you been watching Ring's Power? No. No, I don't have Amazon. I don't watch TV. I know a lot of people are pissed off because there's brown people in it. How dare they? No shit. Bastards. If they're not bitching about that, they're bitching about a fucking mermaid being black. Mermaid's not even fucking real. You're worried about what color it is? You want to be realistic? Put a fucking sea cow in there. Let's not be offensive to the merfolk that might be listening, right? We believe in you. Fuck the (laughs) merfolk. You were losing a magic knife. Hmm. Says my Meyer Triton. How do you think you will die? Probably a fucking heart attack. I was die. Hmm. I cannot begin to imagine the Where random potential of how I will die. I know how I don't want to die. Hmm. Hmm. That's a fulfilling prophecy, dude. Don't say that shit. Uh, well, I did. Okay. I hate borehole. Borehole is boring. I don't want to die in my sleep. Like, that's a legitimate thing. I do not. I don't want to. That's no boring. I want to know it's coming. I want to have that aha moment of it is an absolute, true, unavoidable. No other contingencies. Mack truck, I don't know, 60 man. mile an hour from standing still. So you want to know for a minute that you're about to get hit by a Mack truck? Because I would rather it just blindsided me. Just done. Quick. Out. Bye. Next level. It'd be quick. Yeah. yeah. Splat. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I can't think of very many. That's 70, 80 miles an hour? Yeah. However long it takes to cover, however wide your head is, that's how long it takes for your brain to cease function. Completely. It becomes goo. Almost instantly. Because your brain can register a lot very quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that would be, I mean, 80 miles an hour covering eight inches. What I'm saying is like that. Yep. Pain We're done. Not if there's no brain to feel it, there's no pain. Yeah. I'm fairly confident in this. Yeah, I definitely would prefer not to lay there and bleed out slowly. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Full brain is like gone. Which is funny because that's why I'm saying like 60 mile an hour Mack truck. Oh, yeah. 
60? I don't like 60. Go 80. Maybe 90. Fuck, how fast will they go? 88, you can travel through time. That makes it sound like it would take a lot longer. I assume I'll be murdered one of these days. Maybe by a village. You got enough people's shit list? <laughs> I know a couple people that don't like me very much. I'm not worried about any of them, honestly. Like, I wouldn't mind being in a room with all of them. It would be funny as fuck. But, yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe eventually there will be literally an entire village full of people that hate me. And they will band together and chase me down with pitchforks. Mm. Look forward to it. Because I'm taking Bob a justice. shit ton of them with me. Fireballs and shit. Yep. Maybe in like another however many years we'll revert back to medieval. And I'll take over a kingdom and be the, the mad witch lord. Sounds amazing. Anyway. Yep. I'll be murdered. Imagine the medieval times with today's knowledge. Yeah. I mean, medieval times, like plague, disease. So you mean something like you were to go back to medieval times, like time travel to the past with well, your society knowledge? society were to, you know, technology were to not be a thing anymore and shit would revert oh. back to that, but you still have, like, your medical knowledge, your engineering, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how many survivors there are and what groups they're comprised of. If you're talking like the stand where it's just a genetic lottery, the world would be wild. Yeah. If it were like some government orchestrated, we're going to, we know Doomsday Asteroid is coming so we can only save 5,000 people and we're going to pick the very best. That would be insanity. Literally 99.9% repeating wouldn't be on that list. 5,000 out of 7 billion? 8 billion? Whatever the fuck we're at now, estimated. I want to win the lottery and buy a decommissioned silo underground. And build a castle on top of it. Yeah. It'd have the coolest basement in the world. I mean, most of it would be inside. Ogre has a basement. It'd be like the... I'm building the castle on top of it. It would be badass. It, especially if you buy one of the real ones with the nuclear blast doors on them. Yeah. Like, to literally survive a nuclear blast. Mm-hmm. Come get me in my castle. Oh, you got in my castle? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm closing the big door. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, dude. What are you doing years? That will make it through. Cutting torch. One slow, slow piece at a time. I mean, you can burn through anything. Yeah, eventually. But you get them that's feet thick of steel and concrete. A lot concrete? of really hard-to-cut steel. Yeah. Thermite. Yeah, it would work. It would take a lot, though. You'd have big pools of molten metal until the thermite just floated on top of it. And it would still be 14 feet thick. And guess what? There's another door behind that one. Good luck. Hope you brought more thermite. <laughs> Stupid. Nukes, dude. Yeah. I don't even know how hot those things get. Hundreds of thousands of degrees, if I remember correctly. The big ones. But, I mean, on, and on top of that, it's just field. Or woods, so that could be self-sustaining. Yeah, with a castle. So yeah, figure it out, guys. How do you want to die? How do I want to die? I don't. Yet. I got too much shit to do to even consider dying. People talk about that as if it were some kind of difficult conundrum of, do you want to live forever? Yes. Watch all the people around you Waste away and die. They don't have to. If I figured out, you can. If you don't, I mean, I would mourn you. Like, it would suck. 
but I got shit to do. A bunch of it. Time heals all wounds. Wouldn't? No. no I, I, I don't like to mourn. Because again, it's, it's that lower road. I, I mean, to remember. But I don't like to like to mourn. It's almost like the, it's like the wake versus funeral. One's somber, one's joyous. So, mourning, I think, is a vital part of healing. Like, for somebody to say, oh, you just lost your husband. I mean, get over it. Life goes on. It does. But you also, I mean, you you might need to break a little to kill that old ego. Because that well, part of you is now dead, along with them. You'll have to do something. Well, to... the breaking is natural. Yeah. That happens anyway. Yeah. That, again, goes to the higher self, lower self. Which way do you want to go? In the long term, I think, if one of you were to pass away in the shorter term than myself, I don't know how long I would probably drink a beer and then get the fuck on with my life and remember and tell your funny stories. Yeah, I just... When I die, just toss me in the oven and burn me to ash and be done with it. I don't want a funeral or a wake. I do not want to be okay, in a casket. Okay, so, so that's the fun part. People walk by and look at me. After, after you're dead, you don't get to pick anymore. The funeral is not for you. It's for your loved ones. I've thought entirely too much about dying. But I was literally coached in it. Imagine writing your first will at 18 years old. And expecting to have to use it, like legitimately caring about your will at 18 years old. I just want accomplishments to provide motivation. The things that I do in life that I consider successes are less of a personal gain than more of a take what I did and take it as motivation to realize you can do better. I'm mediocre. I'm middle of the board. And if I can do something someone else can do better. So if I get an accolade for something I've done, that means someone else can get absolute notoriety for going beyond me. Potential and kinetic are entirely different. I mean, every single person on this planet has the potential to be something truly great. And very few do. I think sometimes people get nudged in a direction a certain point and they just happen to stumble on the right path everybody else spends their life searching a lot of people just wait for it to fall in their laps never will every great person on this planet put in the work eh shouldn't say that if they're being considered great probably unless they're like a second generation their dad gave them something most truly great people though they, they spend tens of thousands of hours developing whatever it was that was great Accidentally, intentionally, whatever, it happened. And here they are. I think I'm about tired of that microphone for the night, so wrap it up. Yep. 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 Have a good night, guys. Happy Tuesdays. Love you. Bye. Bye.